I'm going to go back to the way things used to be, at least for today's episode, and actually talk about two completely different topics on today's show, because there's the one that I had planned on talking about, and then the one from Breaking News that I can't not talk about. And I don't want to make the whole show about that, because I, I want to end on a happy note. So today... We're going to talk about the death of Larry Kramer and what's going on with HBO Max on this episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and yeah, I, <laughs> oh, first of all, if my voice sounds a little bit weird, I uh, took a sip of coffee between the intro and now, and of course decided to cough on it because, you know, <laughs> that's the way my life goes right now. So... Yeah, I, I don't like doing downer news on this show because I really want to be a beacon of hope, especially because it's something that I know I need in my life right now. But just as I was preparing to start recording today, the news came out that Larry Kramer has died at the age of 84. Um, This... This has really hit me kind of hard because Larry, I, I never met Larry Kramer. I feel like I should start with that. But Larry Kramer was kind of a big inspiration for me in becoming the person that I am today. And it it just really hit me hard when he, you know, seeing that he finally passed. And I say finally, because, you know, Larry hasn't been healthy for a very long time. If you don't know who Larry Kramer is, he is a fairly controversial LGBT and uh, AIDS rights activist. He, uh, was one of the founders of ACT UP, though to hear his version of the story, he was the founder of ACT UP. Um, he, he was one of the first voices I ever heard talking about people like me and saying that we had a right to exist, that we had a right to live, and that we should not be ignored by the rest of the world. Larry Kramer wrote a lot of work, some of which I cannot say the name of on the show and keep the friendly tag. The one that the majority of you may be familiar with is he wrote The uh, Normal Heart, which is as close to a documentary as we can get of the early days of the AIDS crisis, where he simply changed the names of all the people that he was working with at the time and recounted 
everything that was going on. And if you haven't seen that, um, it, HBO made a movie out of it starring Mark Ruffalo and a lot of other people. And I figure that for a lot of people, that's probably the one thing that they know Larry Kramer from. He wrote books, he wrote screenplays, he wrote stage plays. He was very outspoken on his beliefs. Um, he's one of the reasons why you will hear me say, always use the phrase first out gay precedent, because like Larry, I believe we've had a couple already. And I think there's good argumentation for that, but that's not the point for today. Larry, if there's one lesson we should all take from Larry Kramer's life is that he insisted that we LGBT people call ourselves a people because we have a shared history. We may have different cultures. We all come from different families. We don't always or rarely share blood, but we have the same history. We are a people that have existed since the dawn of time, who have been persecuted and treated badly. And that suffering, that shared suffering, has brought us together. That shared suffering is our legacy. It is what gave us the things that we find funny, the forms of entertainment that we have, our use of slang. It, it created a people out of a disparate group of folk. And we are a people. And Larry fought for us. Whether you agreed or disagreed with his methods for doing so, he always fought for us. He always spoke out for us. And for any of you who have ever seen me at a convention, I always start a panel with a warning that I have a little Larry Kramer inside me. And if I'm not careful that Larry will get up on the soapbox and go on. And I do, I have a little Larry Kramer inside me. You know how I, I like to name the various parts of me, the extreme militant activist part of me. I call Larry after Larry Kramer. He, he was a hero of mine. If you want to really get a sense of him in a way that's probably still accessible, go to YouTube and search for Lady Bunny interviews Larry Kramer. And listen to their discussion about our history and who we are as a people and how we need to stand up for each other. I, I'm really emotional about this because like I said, for me, you know, growing up in the eighties, Larry was literally that first voice I heard saying that we were legitimate people. And I have memories of seeing him on TV and not entirely understanding what he was talking about but feeling it resonate inside me. And over the years, as I read his books and plays and 
got involved in activism myself, you know, I, I came to understand him more. He was there when the plague hit, when AIDS hit, and nobody cared because it was gay immune deficiency syndrome. Most people forget that the first name for the disease was GIDS, gay immune deficiency syndrome. And people were dying so quickly and nobody cared because it was happening to people that they deemed as lesser, as deviants, as deserving what they got. And Larry and his people rose up and he's not the only one. And I don't want to give the impression that he's the only one, but if it wasn't for him, we would not have had those beautiful banners that say silence equals death. Because we can't be silent. We have to stand up for who we are. We have to be honest about who we are. We have to be ourselves. There's no reason for us to hide, for us to lie for us to submit to some heteronormative ideal. We are here. We are queer. And the world is finally getting used to it. And while I know Larry Kramer was not the kind of person to ever be satisfied, at least he lived long enough to see some progress. Because, especially if you look at his early work, I don't I don't think Larry believed that it would happen this quickly. And with each generation, it's getting better. Eventually, it won't be an issue. And I can't wait for that day. But even when that day comes, we still need to listen to Larry. And remember that we are a people. We are united. Even if it's not by persecution but by the one terror that strikes us all when we realize that we are different from the default heteronormative model that our world insists on putting forward. We have asked ourselves hard questions and faced tough truths about who we are, and that will always make us a people. So thank you, Larry, for teaching me how to love myself. You will be missed. You can tell how emotionally like wrecked I am over this. I mean, this is, you know, he was one of my heroes and this is going to be kind of an awkward transition because originally today's episode was going to be about HBO Max because it's out and I've been playing with it and it's given me a lot of ideas for things to do on this show that I wanted to give you a heads up on. And so, yeah, if you are an HBO now subscriber, you woke up on Wednesday and saw that it was gone and HBO max had taken its place. HBO max is the new Warner brothers streaming service. Oh, that's a hard transition. Sorry. Um, HBO max is the new, uh, Warner Brothers streaming service that has a lot, a lot, a lot of content in it, 
It is launching with over 10,000 hours of TV shows and movies and all manner of things. And even though I had been looking at the lists and kind of getting, you know, wrapping my head around all the stuff that's in there, there's a lot that I did not expect to see in there. And even though I probably should have, because I knew they had the Criterion Collection, I do wish that that was called out better. And as always with HBO, I wish that it had a better interface. Um, and we'll see how it gets built out more in the future. Now, if you are not in a place where you can already had HBO and they just added this in, or you don't know if HBO Max is a thing for you, it depends. <laughs> I mean, it really, it really depends on you. It has everything that HBO had. So, you know, your Games of Thrones, your Insecures, your, you know, all that. Um, and that's nice. I'm glad to see that over there. It has some DC content. Oddly, not as much as I expected. I, I figured that they were going to roll all of DC Universe into it. And they didn't. Like, I didn't see Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn series in there. And a lot of the animated content isn't there. Like Batman, the animated series, um, you know, Batman beyond the justice league, justice league unlimited, all of that. I didn't see any of that. They do have doom patrol over there. I did see that. I didn't see swamp thing, which is the most underrated show. I think on DC universe, I didn't see Harley Quinn and I didn't see Titans over there either. So I find that all kind of odd <laughs> that Doom Patrol is the only one that they had of the DC Universe content. But it is what it is. And um, it's weird. Um, I also didn't see a lot of the older um, Superman stuff. It's very much like the Tim Burton Batman movies and stuff like that that are there. And a lot of the... Uh, DCEU content is there as well. Eh. <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm more surprised that it doesn't have more of the D DC universe stuff that, than it does, but you know, what we, we, we will see as time goes on. Now, <clears throat> as far as this channel, as channel, as far as this show goes, some of the things that I think are really going to start impacting what you're going to be seeing from me is I had been thinking about going through and doing reviews and talking about a lot of the old Disney plus content that's up on there. There's a lot of older movies and stuff that I think would be really fun for us to talk about. And I think that's also true of HBO max. And I'm probably going to be using that as well. And the two main things over there that we're probably going to be talking about quite a bit in future is they have all of the studio Ghibli movies. So yay, yay. I, I've been wanting to watch them and they've not been easy to watch digitally. So I'm very excited about that from My Neighbor Totoro, Takiki's Delivery Service, Castle in the Sky, Spirited Away, which I've really been wanting to watch here lately, Princess Mononoke, and a lot of the others. So we are probably going to be watching through those and I will be doing 
episodes on them. They're not going to be necessarily reviews because there's thing shows that have been out for a while, but there are a lot of themes and ideas presented in those movies that I think would be really interesting and fun for us to talk about. So, you know, I like to try to give you a little bit of your homework ahead of time. So, you know, where I'm heading. They also have all of the classic Godzilla movies up there. And as you know, I am a huge, huge fan of Kaiju films. So I do wish that they had Gojira, but they don't, they just have the uh, Godzilla movie. Um, but that's fine. I, I really want to kind of talk about these in this show. So, and they also have, um, King Kong and Battle of the Gargantuans, which was actually a sequel to King Kong, but most people don't know that. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of craziness that they have on the service as well as just a lot of classic movies. Uh, Wizard of Oz is up there. Um, Casablanca is up there. So instead of just giving a um, timeline, which is probably something I'm going to try to put together for the website of when we'll be talking about these things so that if you want to watch them, make sure that you've seen them ahead of time or rewatch them ahead of time, you can do that. Um, I'm not as concerned about a lot of these shows because they are, they're classics. You know, I, I've, I'm actually really looking forward to doing a deep dive into the Looney Tunes content that they have up there and seeing what all they have. Cause I think that would be a really interesting, really interesting show to try to watch. Um, they've got a lot of the old Scooby-Doo stuff, which I think would be a lot of fun as well. I'm a huge fan of Scooby-Doo. Um, I haven't spent the $20 to watch Scoob yet, but it's a fight. And it's a fight that's easy to win because I don't have a lot of money sitting around right now. So, you know, it's more like, what would I, will I give up basic things to watch this movie? Not right now. Okay, I'll wait. Um, but I, I am very excited, especially about the idea of them doing a Hanna-Barbera extended universe kind of a thing, because, oh, I love me some Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Speaking of which, I th was hoping there would be more of that on HBO Max, but with the exception of the Scooby-Doo stuff, I didn't really see much of that old Hanna-Barbera library there. They do have the Flintstones and the Jetsons, which we watched one episode of each today, and I am I feel safe in saying I'd never seen either one of them. There were season one, episode one of both. I don't remember the episode where the Jetsons got rosy. I don't remember that at all. And uh, that episode of the Flintstones was almost unwatchable. And I don't know if that's because it was a pilot and it was really, really obviously a cartoon version of the honeymooners. And I just, Oh, Oh, times have changed. Or if it was, you know, just that I'm not going to be able to watch that show and enjoy it like it used to. I, I don't know which it is, and I'm curious to find out and report back about that as well. So more than just kind of announcing, hey, look at all the stuff that's over on HBO Max that we are going to be talking about. 
For any of you who have an HBO Max subscription or a Disney Plus subscription, what of the older content would you like me to talk about? Because there's some obvious ones that I would really like to talk about, like, you know, my love for Aladdin and uh, The Little Mermaid and all of that Disney princessy goodness, as well as Darkwing Duck. Like, I, I really kind of want us to do a Darkwing Duck thing. I don't know. I really think about how I want to do that. But there, there there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of content out there. So let me know what you were most interested in. Um, Studio Ghibli and Godzilla is really high on my list because I like me some kaiju. And like I said, I've really been wanting to watch Spirited Away again. So that's probably going to be one of the first of the Studio Ghibli shows that we talk about. And yeah. Oh, and last but not least, they have Practical Magic up on HBO Max. And that's one of my favorite witchy movies of all time. So if you haven't seen Practical Magic, that might be something that you want to do. Because I'm probably going to be talking about that soon, too. So if you have any shows that you would like me to be doing these deep dives into, or any other question, comment, or topic you'd like to hear addressed on the show, let me know. Down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short. Keep it clean. I would love to hear from you. Should you happen to have a dollar, you can pass my way. Down in the show notes, you'll find a link to both listener support and my Patreon. Thank you to everyone who does that. It means the world to me. You're the greatest. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, I really understand. Mm. But if you know anybody you think would like anything that I do, please share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. Where can you find all that? Go to projectshadow.com. That's got links to pretty much everything. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about some story stuff I'm working on. And yeah, it's been crazy. I, I do apologize if I've been like off my game today. But like I said, literally, like right before I started recording, I saw that Larry Kramer died. And uh, that has me kind of in a headspace. So until next time, stay safe, stay well, and don't forget to have the fun. Bye.